0: show. You're doing the intro again? <laughs> See? <laughs> you got all in your
1: head about it, you're all like, I don't want to do the intro, I don't want to do it. instead of the intro, now you do the intro and you're like, it's the intro, it's the weekend show.
0: <laughs> gotta sing the new theme
1: song now? I don't know the theme song, I have not have it in my head. It's
0: like <laughs> <laughs> it
1: sounds like the Smash Bros theme song.
0: Kind of. <laughs> anyway. You'll be relieved to know, as you've heard, because he spoke words and interrupted me as always, mm-hmm. that I've been joined by my theatrical co-host, Garrett. Am I theatrical?
1: Yeah. more reserved
0: than theatrical. That can be theatrical in its own way. You're theatrical. You're a prima donna. Your life is an understated performance rather than a, a cabaret. If we were
1: West Wing characters, I am the, the Toby Ziegler and you're like the Josh Lyman.
0: I've never watched a minute of it, so I'm going to have to take your word for it. Good. So um, we're continuing my holiday hiatus, care. Uh-uh. How was Boston? I don't know. I haven't gone there yet. You're there right now. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm there right now. Uh-huh. I, I'm Skyping in from across the pond. Is, is a moustache part of a beard? God damn it. Why do you keep lying to our listeners? It's going to be a running gag, Ger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you know what? Yeah, on uh, Jimmy Kimmel where they don't have time for Matt Damon. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was going to tell you if a moustache is a part of a beard, we just don't have time this week. So Yeah, we'll never know. There's no way of knowing. But I'm kicking it in Boston or New York. I can't remember
1: what, where I'll be by the time this drops. By kicking it, do you mean the Disney XD television show?
0: Yes, which I looked up
1: earlier, weirdly enough. Why? I don't know. I was like, how long ago was that show?
0: And what are the, all these actors now?
1: Well, do you want to know what Leo Howard is up to? Yeah, nothing. I remember he was in the the G.I. Joe film. as is a karate dude. But oh. when he was young. What's the name of the masked karate dude in G.I. Joe? Oh, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, yeah. He was young Snake Eyes before he was karate dude. And then he was in that show, and now I don't know what he's doing.
0: Good story. Cool story, bro. Yeah. This week, we're talking about our love of theatre, Gar. Yes. Do we love theatre? Is it a love of theatre more than we saw some plays we liked? I, I, w- I would go as far as saying I do love musical theatre, mm-hmm. I really do like a good play, and I just like a live concert or play or, you know, experience in general. I just find something very exhilarating about it.
1: Is it out of jealousy because you were never in the school musical? No, but I did the lights. You did the lights. Oh, yeah, the show wouldn't happen without Ken.
0: Okay, nobody would see it if it wasn't for me. Sure. We'll be back to normal service next week with a full-length version of the show. But this week, we're just going to have a, a quick catch-up, a heart-to-heart, a, a ramble down memory lane of our favourite musical experiences, our favourite live theatre, show, art experiences, and talk about why we like it so much.
1: Side note, my hair is long enough that it's in my eyes now. It's in your line of vision, even when I sweep it, even when I, I beeper flip it, it's still in my eyes.
0: It happens with my beard, I can actually see it.
1: Is it distracting?
0: It's kind of distracting because it's kind of growing down
1: over my lips. I don't like that. Yeah, you look, you look, you look like you kind of like fangs there. Like, hey, it's, it's not nice? I'm a vampire. So, girl, what's the first
0: memory you have of a live
1: theater experience? Hmm, probably pantomime, which probably pantomime, me too. pantomime is terrible, pantomime is objectively the worst.
0: I haven't been to one in years, but I went to one in recent years, like, for the first time since I was a child. And I was just like, before, you just kind of go with it because it's dumb and it's fun and it's colourful. And you get those cool glow sticks and maybe some sweets and shit. Uh-huh. But, like, after that, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is this song here? And, like, you can't do that. And they sort of went time travel at one point and did a Doctor Who joke, which I sort of appreciated. But also raged at because it was inaccurate. Of course. So, yeah, that would be my first experience yeah, pantomime's just lazy. It's just like, what's in the news? Coupled with
1: some hit songs this year and a horrible adaptation of a Disney film. And there you go, you got your pantomime.
0: Because traditionally pantomimes were after fairy tales, mm-hmm. but now they're just after the fairy tale versions of Disney films. Yes.
1: But yeah, I don't. I, I, technically I, start, I, was, I started in a pantomime again, Snow White and the Eleven Dwarves.
0: Tell us about that experience, Gary.
1: I was on stage, unlike you.
0: What was it like to tread the boards?
1: Oh, it was, uh, it was exhilarating again. There was Eleven Dwarves because there was... 80 people in fourth year so everyone had to get on the, uh, on the stage they didn't do that well, you had, you did Penzance didn't you?
0: Pirates of Penzance we, we went legit
1: like a real proper we're going to do a musical musical instead of like we're going to do a shitty pantomime which hey it's a good shitty pantomime if I, I'm in it okay I played like seven different roles I was basically an extra but shut up
0: you, were, you played a woman at some point as well didn't you? yes Okay, you're so gender fluid yeah
1: I see I'm, I'm very very forward thinking I'm very encouraging I still remember my line. What was your line? It's, Hi, I'm Delilah. I like bicycles and
0: little girls, but not little boys, because I used to be one. <laughs> Which, that was delivered with the same fur fur that you did at, at, the, at the time, as this, I was there, I remember.
1: This is my dry wit, as opposed to my theatricality. Whoa. See, look, look at me with our callback jokes.
0: Radiating through the mic. Yeah.
1: Hopefully not radiating, because that would that would probably make people sick.
0: When's the first time you saw a musical? Um...
1: I think I saw Penzance in primary school it was Penzance or Pinafore in the opera house
0: yeah that would have been me too yeah
1: and they were like let's go to Penzance or Pinafore and like okay I thought it was terrible me too didn't get it I'd probably appreciate it a lot more if I saw it now
0: I would as well partially because I know the kind of you're not stupid anymore basically I appreciate the art of it but also because I didn't understand it at the time either and Penzance is very fast Mm mhm
1: when you're when you're, and your dumb child brain is like, he's not even saying words. Shut up. Why are you singing so fast? Slow down so I can hear you. So that's probably part of it too. It's just like I went to see Les when I was 15. And I probably didn't appreciate that then either. And we went to see Les Mis for your birthday a month ago. We did. And it's the best.
0: Les Mis has been on the West End since 1985.
1: Yes, since Col Wilkinson opened it, Ken, an Irishman.
0: You know the staging, the way the stage moves and stuff like that goes in circles and yeah. the way it's been like the exact same since nineteen eighty five.
1: That's impressive because it feels modern. It does feel modern. The staging feels modern even though it's now going on thirty years old, over thirty years old.
0: But in some ways Lily is kind of a victim of its own success because it's become quite divisive in recent years. Why? Like I love it. Uh, but I know some you know, obviously Hipsters. my no, my girlfriend is a theatre person. Hipsters. Uh, and Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hipsters. She's been a... In... Yes, okay, hipsters. you on. Much. But the pretty serious theatre people find it kind of commercial now and kind of campy and they don't like it, whereas I love it, I think it's great, and but I actually like, like the movie, so... What's,
1: is it just because there was a very successful Oscar-nominated film about it in which Russell Crowe was very good? I will fight anybody that says Russell Crowe was not good in that film. Possibly. Hmm.
0: I think people who are serious about theater gravitate towards stuff that's kind of stripped back, to, you know, off the beaten. Track. Just one
1: person on the stage. It's Ian McKellen's one-man show of Macbeth.
0: Yeah, they gravitate towards stuff that's kind of not being kind of heard or seen too much before because it's you know, I suppose it's more food for their souls than than people like me who are like, oh my God, it's Valjean.
1: Valjean,
0: at last. Did you see Ian McAllen?
1: He was doing his one-man show. Of, I, th- I think it's a one-man show of Macbeth. He was doing some Macbeth thing. Anyway, and he was he was injured and he couldn't perform. He hurt himself doing something. So instead of like canceling the show, well, he obviously didn't run the show. He just got a chair and he sat in front of the audience and talked to them for two hours instead.
0: I think I'd prefer that.
1: Yeah, it's just like an, uh, an evening with Ian McAllen instead of Macbeth.
0: He just has so much experience to talk to. Mm. Every time I've ever seen him in an interview, he's just entertaining and witty and funny. He seems like a. a He's one of those where it's,
1: he's on my Tom Hanks list, where if you ever found out he was problematic, it would break your heart.
0: Yeah, and a few people I like and admire recently have been on that list, so I'm not ready for another one, Gar. Mm. So as you mentioned, Gar, we saw three shows in our recent trip to London. Yes. One of them isn't strictly a musical, but I... There was music in it. I would class it as a musical because it was The Muppets Live, and they do a lot of music. And we also saw Book of Mormon. Yes. Which is kinda of on the other spectrum. It's like the polar opposite of Lame is.
1: I knew nothing about Book of Mormon. Yeah, I didn't either. Except that it's about Mormons. And I talked to a Mormon man for like forty minutes one day. And then it's like he's like, Would you like to meet for coffee and we can talk about this in more depth? And I'm like, No, nah, I'm okay. Thanks I think I think out. I think he was kind of upset that I may have slightly wasted his time. But I was I was like having an interesting conversation about faith and Utah with him and and He's like, Oh, so would you like to talk further about Jesus Christ in the Church of a Latter day Saint? I was like, No, nah, okay.
0: I got I was doing um extra tuition in uh in Cork City one time, and they cornered me when I was waiting for my teacher. Mm. and They're like, Hey, we're we gonna talk about Jesus, and I'm like, Oh, no, thanks. They're like, But have you heard about the book and all this? You know, they did their whole spiel. Was like, were they Mormons or they were Mormons, yeah, and then I was like well, I'm learning about your, your religion at school and my my teacher says you're a cult. What do you have to say about that? And they're like, we're not a cult. John O'Leary called him a cult? Yeah. Oh. And all of a sudden, they just turned on me. Oh. They're like, we're not a cult. They got so mad.
1: I, I really like the idea that they send their young people around the world to spread the word, though. At the very least, that exposes their young people to a broad range of world experiences. <laughs> so it, it, at least that should open their mind to a degree, even if their faith closes it to a degree.
0: Yeah. Basically, it's like, we're open, but we're also trying to convert you all to our way of thinking yeah which
1: i I, it depends on the degree of forcefulness because i I get they want people to believe what they want to believe and it's kind of a money-making exercise but yeah i'm I'm fine with you believing whatever the hell you want to believe so long as you don't force it on somebody else that's when i run into issues with you but yeah i like the mormons they're nice
0: but with book of mormon you raised a good point there because you know i'm a musical person my girlfriend is a very much a musical person she stars in musicals from time to time she's a singer it's our, one of our main hobbies. And so, you know, either by myself or together, or sh- she'll expose me to different musicals and stuff like that. So a lot of time you will have listened to the songs before you go. Hmm. And as you said, with Mormon, I hadn't heard many of the songs or I couldn't remember hearing the songs. I went in fresh. And I thought the feeling of it was even better. Than if I had known the songs going
1: in. Yeah, when you saw Les Mis, both of us have seen Is But I've seen the musical before, both of us have seen the film before. You're waiting for
0: the hits. Yeah.
1: You know, you're like, I love the confrontation. Woo! Oh, bring him home. Go, you, you go, John Valjean, and you know, you and they perform them very well, and the staging is fantastic, and it's really, really good. But you don't get the surprise. You don't get to sit there and like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I don't know if there's going to be a song I like or hate. I, that's fun. That's a lot different
0: and we were not disappointed with mormon because it has many many bangers here
1: yeah and it's you know it's it's by the writers of south park so there's a bit of south Parkisms in there and it's yeah
0: it's somewhat crude and i was ex- i was kind of bracing myself for more but it really kind of it doesn't restrains go too it- far, yeah. yeah it restrains itself with those jokes and it uses them in a way that kind of you know breaks the tension or kind of snaps you out of the absurdity of it all there's mostly just a lot of jokes about aids yeah <laughs> okay okay I mean, you know, we're kind of 30 years removed from the academics, so can we joke about it now? I, I wouldn't personally joke about it, but... Do people still die of AIDS, though, especially in Africa, where this play is set. So, are, are musicals things that you listen to in your everyday life? Do you listen to, like, the soundtracks on Spotify and things like that?
1: Not lately, but generally. Like, I've never seen Wicked but Defying Gravity. Kristen Chenoweth with Defying Gravity on Spotify. You should listen to it. With uh, Idina Menzel. It's very good. Obviously, I listened to the, the, the film version of Les The Death Can because Russell Crowe's really good in it.
0: I remember that you went on a serious Lemmy's kick and you were mm. doing it for, I don't know, how long. And um, me and you had this kind of running gag where all of a sudden we just break into the confrontation mm. in we were, random places. Just, just like, Valjean,
1: at last we see each other plain. Monsieur Maire you wear a different chain.
0: Before you say another word of hair, before you lock me up in chains again, there's something I must do.
1: We'll go like that for, we'll do the full, we'll do the full confrontation for two minutes, which, disturbing the public peace, which is generally what we do when we're out in public.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did it while going for a jog one time, do you remember that? Um, why were we on a jog? I think we are going to the cinema and we were late. That's not going on a jog. That's
1: running somewhere. Okay. You said going on a jog. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to o- exercise. It's
0: the only time I've come next door near jogging in years. So I'm going right. to take it. All right. Is there any other shows that you've seen? The that's Really memorable?
1: Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It was Ken's birthday on July 13th. Ken has turned basically 30. 29. <laughs> and we, I, I, as a loving brother, I bought him tickets to The Muppets. So Cameron the Frog would perform for him personally on his birthday. Yes, I'm that good of a brother. I also bought him dinner that day. Another day after. Because... I'm nice. Aren't I nice, Ken?
0: You're very nice, very generous. You also paid for our podcast setup.
1: Yeah, I paid for the microphones because Ken's like, I want to do stuff again. and I'm like, I'll pay for the microphones to encourage you to do it because I'm nice.
0: To be honest, seeing the Muppets live wasn't something that I thought I needed to do. Mm. But when I found out it was happening, I knew I needed to do it.
1: Yeah. Bohemia, the Muppets performing Bohemian Rhapsody was not something I thought would be on my bucket list until I was sitting there in the crowd
0: seeing the Muppets perform Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like this is perfect they did some of the old standards so they are moving right along they did Pigs in Space mm-hmm. with
1: with with, can you brush over with Disney. David Tennant playing the Doctor so you had your, your Pigs in Space crossover with the, the, the objectively second best Doctor uh, on your birthday
0: I would say first first of all but we're not going to into that today I thought you were Smith. No, Matt Smith's close second for me.
1: No, Peter Capaldi's first, and then David David Tennant's no, second, and then Matt Smith no, is third, and that's Peter that's objectively Edison. wrong, but anyway. Or Christopher Reckleson. Christopher
0: yeah. The thrill of it was that they kind of did exactly what everybody wanted them to do. They kind of mimicked the Muppet show that was it on was television. A, it was
1: a two-hour Muppet show, and it's like with the, the celebrity guests and Kylie Minogue showing up and that guy who I don't know who he was.
0: Oh, I've forgotten his name. Bobby Moynihan?
1: No, the other guy.
0: Oh, he's like on...
1: The guy who was, did the Swedish chef skit.
0: Oh yeah, he's like a comedian, he's on like sketch shows, he's on Catherine Tate, I think.
1: Yeah, I've never, I, I didn't even recognise, usually like, I recognise Bobby
0: Moynihan, I'm like, oh that guy, whereas,
1: yeah, I, did, I didn't even recognise that other guy.
0: Yeah, because we watch a lot of American stuff, we would have recognised Bobby, but I don't think a lot of the crowd did.
1: Yeah, Bobby Moynihan is not a big big name in the UK.
0: They gave us Rainbow Connection gear at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone wanted them on Happy.
1: There was far too much uh, Electric Mayhem. You don't like the electric cam? No. I don't want to see them f- play covers. Bad co- I want to play see them play Muppet songs.
0: A lot of people were there to see them, though.
1: And with their animal shirts. I never liked Animal.
0: Yeah. They only have one original song, though. Mm. So, like, going kind to of have them as a feature was kind of strange with covers, but the crowd seemed to be into it. But um, this is their second time doing a live show. Well, they did three live shows when they were in London, but... They did one in the Hollywood Bowl last year as well. But, Gar, would you recommend anyone who's a Muppets fan to see this show if it comes around? Yeah, they'll play Ramona Connection and you'll cry. And if they? you don't, you're a monster. I didn't go full-on blub, but I did kind of get... <laughs> 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 blub, 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 I did, I, I did get a bit teary. Mm. Gar, let's try trying to think. Any musicals that I really love that I recommend? The Lion King. The Lion King is... You've been to The Lion King I as have. well. The music of Elton John. Again, people who are reading really into musical theatre think that, like, it's kind of like... No, it's a Disney film. You it's, can't, it's not It's not a real musical. It's commercial. It's, you know, people who are in the know say that apparently Disney are very rigid with their musicals. as then you cannot deviate from the script at all. You yeah. do everything the exact same way every time. You do the Elton John songs. <laughs> you hit your mark. You move your arm the same way. But, you know, it's a living. So mm-hmm. what can you say? So Lion King, there's... you know... The same bits that you get the goosebumps in the film, you get in the musical. Mm. Like the opening, the ending, of course, the bit where Mufasa comes back. Which is, the Mufasa death is very well staged. Yes. The way they they make Pride Rock out of the stage is quite cool as well. Mm. Some people don't like it, but on average, anyone has, said it, uh, has seen it, has said to me the same thing. I've all said it. It's an experience that, even though it's familiar, as you said, because we've all seen the film, it's one of those ones that, it's like comfort food musical Mm. It's just like I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to be surprised by this, but I'm going to get what I want out of it. I'm going to get that kind of dopamine hit.
1: Yeah, and that's all the music that I've seen.
0: I oh, know we saw Avenue Q, Ken. We're we all Avenue a little Cube. bit racist sometimes. Yes, by the same husband and wife writing pair that wrote the songs for Frozen.
1: Yes, which I I think that's that's a very like like I would say we're all a little bit racist sometimes. It's like <laughs> it's funny, but it's
0: like it is true. As your phone goes off again, you're so rude, guy. Sorry, that's okay. But Avenue Q is one of those ones as well. It's kind of in the vein of, Book of Mormon. A little bit crude. Uh, it mixes puppets with, uh, with adult themes. Hmm. So basically, like that film that's coming out. Uh, the the I don't remember the name. I yeah. don't remember the name of that Sesame Street. You're kind of trying to sue over. I don't. I'm surprised they didn't try to sue Avenue Q as well. But in a way, it kind of rapes your childhood. But you can't help but, <laughs> you know, love it at the same time because, you know, it has that kind of. Novelty of the puppets, but also the adult themes and the songs are also extremely catchy. Mm. So I recommend that as well. Once is a lovely musical. Falling slowly. Do you think Glenn Hansard, when he made that little film with his little songs, ever thought that like it would become so successful? Busking in the
1: streets of Dublin.
0: Because it spawned a movie. Uh, the movie spawned obviously a lot of success. You know, in like. It let for the budget it had, which was like a hundred thousand pounds, euros, or pounds, or whatever it was. Mm. It's you know have a extremely successful against its budget, and it won an Oscar. Yeah, and now it's also won several Tonys as well. So he he he's got the et of the E. God. Yeah, what's really cool about once though is that it's kind of an immersive experience. They invite the audience to be part of it mm. in the sense that before the show and during the interval, the stage is a working bar, so you can actually walk up on stage. I'm not interested in getting drinks because I don't drink alcoholic beverages. Yeah. But I thought it was cool because I can't remember the name of the theatre. I think it was the Abbey or what are the names of the theatres in Dublin? I can't remember. But to be, to, you don't get many, many opportunities to stand on a professional stage. And like it's higher and it's kind of darker than you think it is. Mm. So that was, kind of, that was an interesting experience. And the orchestra are also the ensemble who do the, they do the choreography, the dancing they also do you know the harmonies and the singing and you know the backing vocals so like they're all on stage at the same time it's really different and it's just kind of simple but beautiful like the movie i haven't seen it i've seen aladdin as well aladdin is another disney musical it's it's probably the most panto-y musical i've ever seen the problem with aladdin is like it's the robin williams show yeah <laughs> that film is the robin williams show and and the guy who played the genie was not robin williams yeah. so you could never live up to it don't get me wrong it's still enjoyable because you get the you get that you know musical hug ah, a I can cover. show you the world and then you're like hey, I like that song yeah I like all these songs and the rest of it's kind of hokey but that's okay I gotta stay one step ahead of the red line one swing ahead of the sword something like that something like that uh one more by far the favourite musical that I've I've, I've seen is Matilda
1: nerd uh, I'm gonna swing you around my peat and throw you out the window
0: are you the trunchbull
1: I'm the trunchbull of this podcast
0: but I saw it, uh, I've seen it twice actually, I saw it once in London, once in Toronto, and I, I enjoyed 30 both times. I was always a big Dal guy when I was a kid, a guy, I was actually a big Dal kid, mm-hmm. small Dal kid. Well, big, small, because I was fat, but that's okay. I over it. <laughs> that
1: got to a very sad place.
0: <laughs> very quickly, in fact. But, of all the adaptations I've seen of his work, and pretty much all his major books have been adapted into films now, mm it's the most faithful and kind of true to his, the spirit of the books and his message. To mention, you know, I've I've always liked his comedy but his songwriting skills, I thought, you know, I heard he wrote it. I thought it'd be good. Co- well, you know, it's I thought it was easy to write a song for a joke but mm-hmm. I didn't know if he had chops to write a whole musical. Obviously he had help with the book and stuff like that. Re- really cleverly done, really charming and, you know, it's, you know it's, it's kind of hard to describe. It's one of those ones that you just have to see but I would definitely recommend it and, um, I'm lucky enough in a couple of weeks, not even a couple of weeks, next week now. It's actually upcoming. Don't. Right now. It's yeah. actually right now. It's happening right now. God, I keep forgetting that. I am supposed to pretend that we're, like... You're ruining two...
1: the chronology of our podcast, Ken. Uh,
0: I, like, I kept I was like okay, Ken, remember that we're two weeks in the future. <laughs> I keep forgetting. But I'm going to see um, two Tony Award-winning musicals. One is uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Which is about uh, mental health in young people in a set in a high school um it's written by the guys and i should have done research about this and remembered their names but
1: the same guys who did you, you would do very badly on an Aaron Sorkin show can i sure would you have to list off the name of musicals and the book writers and who they're directed by and all that
0: but they wrote uh city of stars for la la land Ugh. and i didn't love that but they also wrote the songs for the greatest showman which i didn't say which is full of bangers so get on it it does have hue in it i like you Just talks of transferring it to the stage as well it's it's kind of hopeful but also reflective and poignant and devastating and harrowing all at the same time but it, ultimately it's kind of uplifting so it's really really great musical and there's a song called waving through a window which is kind of like the uh, one of the anthem songs there's two anthem songs in it one the other one being you will be found and i'm telling you that if you if you listen to them like i've never had songs kind of you know lift me up but also spiral me into existential dread at the same time it's kind of a kind of a weird roller coaster ride of a, a musical emotionally so i'm looking forward to that that one uh a, a glut of tony's a couple of years ago and we're also going to the broadway revival of once on this island which won best broadway revival of a musical this year so i'll report back up back on those when we're back in full podcast mode next week see i'm doing it i gotta care what what day are you seeing them I'm seeing Dear Evan Hansen on the 18th of August and the 21st. I'm seeing Once on His Island.
1: Does that mean you've already seen them? No. All right. I'll leave you off.
0: Ha. <laughs> huh. Take that care.
1: Okay. So that's so, our musicals.
0: That's our musicals. Live theatre to me is it's kind of, there's a couple of things there. Like, I really admire seeing people live out their dreams, but also, like, being absorbed in a story that's not a screen is kind of more of an organic experience. I know I'm sounding really wanky here. It's but it's
1: it's like people literally show up in front of you. Like if you get Les Mis, which is, uh, I think, a company of around 30, is like, that's 30 people standing on a stage in front of you doing that thing right there, right now. There is a tangible difference to that than there is to watching a recording of uh, like a very well-produced, like, immaculately constructed recording of Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman doing it.
0: Like the, there is something viscerally different. Visceral is the word, actually. That's the word I was, I was, I was always searching for. I couldn't get it. Mm. But when you see a good piece of theatre, it's exhilarating. But it's also, it should be something that you think about for a long time afterwards and stays with you and you actually, something either grows inside you from it or you learn something from it. So It's like pro wrestling,
1: Yeah. which is a form of physical theatre. There's nothing like pro wrestling live compared to just watching on TV, which can be amazing. But yes. being there in person, it's
0: just magic something you can't explain it's just something in the air it's like electricity you know that's a cliche but i'm also lucky enough that i'll be attending SummerSlam this year mm, so good it, gary won't comment on that sorry gary. no
1: no only just with my tone <laughs> it's
0: like his disapproving tone so within three days i'm going to two award-winning musicals sandwiched between SummerSlam. there you go one of those will be bad okay musical maniacs that's our show for this week little bit shorter than usual but as i said we'll be back to full service as of next week exploding Mm -hmm. into your ears with an hour and a half ish of podcast goodness what are we talking about next week? Who knows? We barely worked out what we were talking about this week. Give, yeah. us, give us some slack we're here, We're flying people. by the seat of our pants here. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to click, play, or download on the podcast. You can find a new episode every weekend at soundcloud.com forward slash TWSKK, which is also the home of all our other podcasts.
1: All our other podcasts, mean the other podcasts.
0: Well, Garrett, technically you've had two podcasts. One is dead, though. Yeah.
1: They're all still there, are right? Because while we were on our semi-permanent now no longer permanent hiatus. because sounds like you stopped paying for it and they all disappeared I'm
0: like, my life's work <laughs> Where is it gone? So Gareth started paying for it and now we're alive again so we're not talking about the bad time mm. but we've got hours and hours and hours of back catalogue there, some really good stuff between Gareth's podcast and the podcast we've done together so make sure to check those out It is reasonably more than you could possibly ever want. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so you know, if you're bored, if you need to you know, put yourself to sleep. Whatever if you're it is, a masochist of some sort. <laughs> exactly. We'll take the listens. So we don't mind. Make sure to subscribe on on SoundCloud. Bookmark the link if you're not a, an app guy. Subscribe on iTunes so you never miss any of the podcasts on the TWS Network. Speaking of which, if you love the show and you need to let the internet know, you can leave us a review. But keep in mind, you'll be reviewing the entire TWS Network, so we have one feed for all our podcasts. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised if you go looking for the weekend show on iTunes and don't find it. well you'll find the episodes but we really would appreciate it because star ratings and reviews are you know what helps people find us uh, so
1: also just tell the person sitting next to you if you're on a bus and you're listening to us turn to the person next to you and just put the earphone in their ear don't say anything just put it in their ear
0: and we will not take responsibility for any resulting legal action but you should do it You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TWSKK and where can they find us on Twitter at TWSKK but more importantly at Gary Kidney that's me and at Ken Kidney tweet at us tell us what you think of the show give us ideas for future shows give us your opinions on what your favourite musicals are berate us but also listen you can berate us and listen if you need someone to abuse online to make yourself feel good go for it we will perfectly happily take hate lists. exactly just play it and go to town we don't really mind next week we will tell you what we're doing next week yes so Ken will update space? you on
1: the status of his Boston trip which he's on right now
0: exactly Boston slash New York and we'll have the usual full podcast with news reviews and uh, a really interesting in-depth topic that we have, I have decided on and I'm telling you today. you know
1: what Huh? I'm going to decide what we're going to talk about in the next episode again whoa it's going to be the
0: film Christopher Robin good one care.
1: yeah there you go it's getting
0: really bad reviews what makes me really sad
1: it's, it's getting some really bad reviews and then a lot of middling reviews and I think it looks amazing and it'll be very sad if it's not amazing
0: I'm determined to decide for myself because I feel like critics these days watching things with their adult frames running on their children's brains. this is an adult film oh it's not a kid's film our theme music is by the very punny Blue Wild Productions. And until next time, say goodbye, girl. Bye. Take it easy, everybody.